Integrative Lyme Solutions with Dr. Carl Felt is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Print specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and a wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Prints at instantprints.com slash Boise or call 200 Imprints. That's 208 467-7468. Welcome back to Integrative Lime Solutions with Dr. Carl Felt. I am so excited about the show that we have ahead of us. We have some phenomenal information that could save lives. I am Dr. Michael Carl Felt, and with me I have my co-host. Tanya Hobo. We are you're gonna need to tune in to what's going on today. Uh, the information is jam-packed. So, uh, yeah, don't step away. So excited. Let's go ahead and get this started. Hello, everybody. Before we start, I just want to give a shout out to Boise Revival Project. It is taking place at Forenza Pizza, downtown Boise, between uh, 6 and 8 p.m. every Thursday. It, it is our effort to help the musicians have struggled through this uh, COVID period as well as local restaurants here downtown and helps bring entertainment and a little community back here to downtown Boise. So make sure to go check them out on social. Uh, the social handle is at BoiseRevivalProject.com. Uh, their website is BoiseRevivalProject.com. Uh, remember, check them out. Well, Tanya, I am so excited we are... How many shows have we done that? I mean, it's I feels like like twenty different shows. I mean, it's been quite a few, and uh, there's been so much information, so many stories, uh, so much heartbreak, but so much hope at the end. Yeah, even people that have been struggling for like twenty some years, and and all of a sudden they found a solution. Uh, so I wanted to do a little bit of kind of a recap of of all of that. You know, kind of chat a little bit about what we. Uh, what we thought was important. I mean, obviously everything is important, but what really kind of stood out to us as to, um, you know, things that, I mean, especially for you, I mean, you've, you've gone through this journey, you've been there, you're, you're involved in the Lyme community so much, you run your nonprofit organizations, you do speaking engagements, and you, uh, you're so engaged in all of this. So I'm, I'm curious, kind of, what for you, uh, kind of surprised you a little bit in these journeys or stood out or, or that you hadn't thought about that, that you learned? Because I, mean, I, I always learn when I, when I chat to, with people, you know, whether my radio shows or TV shows, and there's always something that, that I didn't think about. Right. 
Well, I definitely think it's a good time and it's going to be fun just to sit here, you and I, and kind of go back on our little journey over the last few months and just kind of chat about, um, you know, all the different guests that we've had on here and just the the differences between them and the treatment options and their stories because they're all so different, but yet so much alike. So it's it's been in a great journey so far. Um, and yes, I, I kind of know it firsthand because I have done that struggle. Um, you know, there's so many things that point out to me, but one of them that just... I have a hard time with, and I don't know if I'm always going to or if I'm just going to continue to do the Lyme advocating that I do every day. Um, but I struggle so much with families that just don't believe us, families and friends, and they can't get the support that they need from their own family. And I just, it's heartbreaking for me and I had the family and friend support. So to listen to so many of our guests that did the battle alone or fought the battle against their family, it really is heartbreaking. Because yeah, you, I mean, the a common story that, that I hear is that, you know, as somebody dealing with Lyme, they look fine. I mean, they, you don't see in a physical, it, it's not like they look sick. But they are exhausted, they're in pain, and, and people and their labs look usually perfectly fine. So they go to a medical doctor, and, and a lot of times they don't find anything, really. Yeah, so it, it's hard then for people to really understand what's going on in that person's, li- uh, person's life and, and have that compassion, and especially when the journey is so long. I mean, it's not like... It's two weeks and now you're over right. it. Yeah, it's 20 years right. you know, for yeah. some people. So I, We've learned that, right? Yeah. Over 20 for some. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, um, I remember saying that, you know, I wish I had a broken leg, you know, with the cast on it. Um, so somebody would think, oh, well, something's wrong with her. You know, let's, let's help her grab something off the high grocery shelf, you know, because this poor lady versus me looking fine and I'm in horrible pain. Um, you know, we've even said, and I've agreed with some of our guests that as horrible as it sounds, you know, give me cancer and take away my hair or looking back now, I wonder, should maybe I've just shaved my head, you know, just to make people think that I had cancer because then they would think something was wrong with me. Even though something was wrong with me, you just couldn't physically tell by my appearance, nor for seven years, could I even tell him what was wrong with me? Because I couldn't get a diagnosis. And, and yeah, and, and that's something that we, like you're saying, I mean, first, obviously, the journey you know, of getting a diagnosis, but then also, like with cancer, using that, uh, even though that is horrible, and, and I work with a lot of cancer patients at, at my center, uh, it is still, you have a way to monitor that, meaning that you are, you are seeing either success or failure with the treatment that you're receiving. With a Lyme disease, you know, it is all so subjective. It's not like you have a meter saying, oh, the cancer is shrinking or it's getting bigger. You, know, it, you, you really have nothing to really follow uh, other than how you feel. Right. 
Exactly. And unfortunately, it can change. I used to say it would change from, you know, week to week, day to day, but it actually can change from five minutes to five minutes. You know, one moment you could be fine and, you know, somebody says, hey, I'll be right back. And five minutes later, they walk in the door and, and you're dying, you know, and I get that that's hard to grasp. I, I really do. Um, but I guess my thing is, is that's your family and your dear friends, and they're supposed to believe you and trust in you and not think that you're putting on a show. Um, why would you want to walk around pretending something is wrong with you, such as something so horrible? Um, so I, I, I get it, but I don't. You know, kind of like that phrase that you don't get Lyme until you get it, you till you physically get it, and that is so true. Yeah, and and there was a, a comment made you know, in regards to our show uh, on on our page, and and I invite all you guys to you know, please you know make comments, you know, Google review you know, on on iTunes and all these kind of things, and and that just gives this show uh, more visibility, so that people that are struggling they recognize that they have access to this this kind of information but uh, one of the comments was that you know an individual you know I, I believe this was the husband and he really said he, he really appreciated this show I mean it was really great for him to to then understand his wife you know what she was going through and and I I think it's hard when you don't get to hear other people's stories when you are just seeing the one store in front of you, it is, is hard to really kind of understand what, what's going on because what you're saying, you know, one day you're fine and then the other day you're fine and one five minutes you're fine and then right after you're not fine. So you're going out to the movies, you know, uh, your wife felt fine and then as you get to the movies, now she's in extreme pain and, and she can't do it and you have to drive home. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is very obviously as a husband or, or wife to a husband that's dealing with Lyme, uh, that is very confusing. And uh, so, you know, to be able to then get, you know, to listen to these podcasts and really understand what, what someone, like it's in, in your situation, you know, what they've gone through. And, and so you can understand that and recognize the patterns. Yeah, um, and, and I do. I think this podcast is great for not only those that are, still battling Lyme disease, you know, to give them um, a few different things, just the hope that there, there is a way to get better. You know, um, we've listened to so many just heart-wrenching journeys that people have gone through to get better, and they're outliving their life now when it's been, you know, some a few years and some decades and so I think it's great for those with Lyme disease that are still struggling to listen to our show to get that hope that they need and that inspiration to keep fighting because it is so worth it. And then I also think it's great for friends and family to listen to, um, you know, especially a partner or spouse of somebody with Lyme disease because it's easy to... Um, try to think that everything that 
your particular loved one is going through is that's all that Lyme is about. And it's not. Because as long as I've been dealing with this, and I mean, this goes back to 2008, and we're in 2021. So I still am constantly learning something new about Lyme. So it's never ending. So it's really good for them to hear so many different versions of Lyme disease and how many different things it affects and the different um, disabilities that it can have on one person so that it gives you more of a, um, just a better knowledge of Lyme disease. So I think it's great for so many people to listen to. So yes, definitely subscribe and listen to our channel. <sighs> and and I, I think a couple of, I mean, you always bring up great points, but yeah, one, uh, recognizing the complexity of Lyme, you know, and recognizing how you're dealing. So yes, you have Borrelia, which is kind of the main infection that, that drives Lyme, but then the all the different factors that you bring in when you bring in all these different co-infections and it is the the combination of these different co-infections that makes everything so unique you know, so you cannot even though the story our stories are very similar you know like you're saying but let's say you have the combination between you know lime and parasite you know or which parasite are we talking about so each parasite will have different effects but uh, let's say, you know, and every time when you add things, you know, that becomes factorial, you know, so, you know, one times two, so now you have, you know, two different, and then you add a third factor, so now it's one times two times three, so now we're looking at six different ways that things can look like, and then you add another factorial, you know, then times four, so now 24 different, and and usually, I mean, when, when I do these tests, you know, like, for instance, when we do the, the vibrant uh, a tick-borne illness test, and you you see all the different infections and you know, co-infections and so forth. And the majority of people have at least five, six different type of co-infections along with the Borrelia. And then within Borrelia, there's several different species within itself, and each one rep, you know, presents itself differently. So it is a very complex disorder, and it is a spectrum, you know, meaning that you know, maybe it is just manifesting like Hashimoto's or maybe it, it manifests all the way to MS, ALS, or you know, something extreme like that, or even dementia. You know, so um, it, it is a really, yeah, it's known as a great mimicker you know, to show up as anything. It definitely is. And that, um, you know, I still see so many people that, that struggle with it. And, and, you know, we've had a couple that have been on the show and shared their story. And, you know, they, they think they've beat Lyme, and yet they, something comes back to haunt them. And they're like, is it Lyme? Is it Epstein-Barr? Is it Hashimoto's? Is it, and I mean, it just truly is such a confusing and frustrating and tough disease to, to get a handle on. It just really is. And, and it becomes, um, so I see this all both with Lyme and cancers, and I do both um, do both chronic illness and, you know, it's like chronic infections and cancer and so forth at my center. Uh, 
but I see with both Lyme and cancer, it's a similar pattern that once you have it, you always have it, meaning that it doesn't disappear. Uh, you still have to have a lifestyle to make sure that you keep it under control. You know, so uh, it is never fully gone. I mean, it's, it's a chronic disease. You know, so you still need to eat well, live well, have the lifestyle that supports your health, yeah, because as soon as you start to deviate from that, then things start to creep back in again. Right. And that's a super important point. I'm glad that you brought that up because that could be another tough thing for um, family members or loved ones to understand is that, okay, fine. Here we've gone through this journey with you for all these years, and now you're better. They say you're clear of Lyme. Well, that does not mean that you 100% get your old life back. Um, it is a, you know, I say for myself that it's a life-changing disease, and it is. Does that mean that I'm living a life that I'm not happy with and that I'm limited to so many things that can't be inspiring to me? No, not at all. That just means that I live by daily regimens, and I keep a clean, healthy diet. Um, I don't overstress my body. You know, just what probably a normal athlete would keep their body healthy and maintained. But it's so much more important for somebody with chronic Lyme because it doesn't take much to trigger it back out. And trust me. It will come back out if you allowed it. One little thing. It's kind of like a little child or even maybe a male. You give them an inch and they take a mile. So if you, if you open the door for that little lime bug, he's going to come right back in. Uh, that is true. Yeah. As a male, I should be offended, but actually, no, you're right. But you know I'm right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's... Um, a lot of times what I hear is that when people get these type of uh, severe diseases where they have to really look at their life deeply and, and go through you know, their lifestyle and, and kind of clean up their relationships and how they, uh, how they are within these relationships and maybe clean up past you know, traumas that they've dealt with in the past. Yeah, because all these factors play a huge role in how you're able to deal with these chronic diseases like Lyme. And so it, you know, for many people, it becomes like the, the best teacher that they've ever had because it, it continually guides you towards a, a better mindset, better spirit, you know, better eating, better lifestyle. Um, so it, it, it can, even though it is a harsh teacher, uh, many people feel like they come out as a better person at the end. I mean, I've, we've heard some of those stories. Yeah, we definitely have. Um, I recall several people say, I feel better now than I ever felt before I had Lyme. And I think it's just, you know, keeping that body healthy with that clean diet. And, you know, I go back to even when I spoke in my podcast all those months ago, I ate healthy a lot by choice. And just because you're eating healthy doesn't mean it's clean. And that is such a sad misconception. You know, like there are so many other things in this world, but, you know, that's a tough one for, um, for Lyme people to understand that healthy eating is not clean eating. 
So, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And, and I like how you know, some, some of the guests that we've interviewed, uh, they really made the point that uh, they've kind of shifted away from fighting Lyme towards building your, their health. You know, and they recognize that if they support their health and find that balance within themselves, um, using then good diet, you know, good spiritual, emotional practices, uh, and then also then supportive, nutritional supportive you know, supplements, uh, that somehow their body was in a better place uh, to be able to deal with these chronic infections, and they felt okay, and they, they weren't really so much worried about the Lyme per se, but the Lyme per se were, was you know, under control when they're doing all these different habits. Right. Yeah. And boy, we sure did hear. I mean, we've had such a wide variety of guests on our show, which has just been really neat to listen to them all. Um, we've had people that he- that healed by um, music, energy, energy therapy, um, which I think is incredible. Um, I think one of our last podcasts, when she was sick, she didn't know what to do, and she learned to become a professional seamstress. Um, just, just some amazing stories. Um, but yeah, I think um, life or Lyme definitely changes you in a lot of ways, but they're not all negative ways. Um, and so, speaking about diet, um, we've heard so many different diet stories from all of our guests. And, you know, they're even different from what I go by. Are there any of them that really stuck out to you that surprised you? Um, that you were shocked that it was something that worked for you? I know that, you know, for me, um, I've always been told to, well, I haven't been told, but I know that sugar is a big thing. And that's something that I work on. Um, some doctors tell me no gluten. Some doctors tell me gluten doesn't affect you. Um, I feel lucky that I don't have any actual allergies to food, and I don't feel that food affects my body and my Lyme, but I still know what I should and shouldn't do to actually feel better. Um, but is there anything that surprised you? Yeah, and, and that's a great question. Uh, food is, is such a complex um, it's simple and complex at the same time, and the complex because each individual is different, right? Uh, and and I see that a lot with with my patients. And I, I was really intrigued by the, one of our guests that you know the leap that she took in the resolution of her Lyme when she went uh, completely vegan. Yeah, you know, she completely organic, vegan. Uh, and, and that was really fascinating to me to see the impact only that step alone had on her. I mean, she she done a lot of, you know, preparatory work you know, prior to that. You know, she's been, you know, nutritional IVs. And um, I think if I remember right, she also had done kind of the antibiotic treatments even prior to. But it was not until she took that step that she really you know, turned the corner around. and. And to me, that, that was really fascinating. But it was also it, just like there's several with, with Lyme, you know, there, there are so many, you know, like the saying, there's not only one road to Jerusalem. You know, there, <laughs> uh, and it seems to be the same way with Lyme, that there's not only one therapy that works for everybody, 
and uh, there's not only one practitioner, I believe, that works for everybody. Yeah, and, and that is why it's so important to be able to connect with the right individual, you know, the right doctor that you resonate with. And it may not be the same doctor that will drive you through the whole process. It may be that, you know, we've, we've heard that a lot. You know, you started with one doctor and they brought them to a certain point and now they're ready to go, you know, some other type of therapy. And, and then they found someone that were able to take them to that point and then so forth, you know, and, and being okay to be on that journey. But I, I think also with, with the diet, you know, it is also that it needs to be kind of intuitive in a way, you know, and I think since each individual is different, you almost have to intuitively feel, you know, what, what direction you need to go. If you need to do like GAPS diet, you know, uh, which have, works a lot in healing the gut, uh, which is crucial because the gut, you get 90% or 70 to 80% of your immune system along there. You produce about 30 different neurotransmitters and inflammation is uh, a lot of it is controlled through your gut. And some people argue the gut is more of a brain than the brain is. So, so, uh, you know, that is one diet. And then you have, you know, the keto diet. And then you have some people that are doing the carnivore diet now. And, you know, so I, I think you kind of have to feel a little bit what feels right to you. But definitely in that process, make sure you clean out inflammatory foods. And, and, you know, sugar obviously being crucial and all the, uh, you know, refined flours, you know, the, the uh, ingredients that are, you know, that you can't understand. So, uh, you know, the more directly, the, the less steps, uh, steps from nature, you know, the better it is. You know, if it's processed, then try not to eat it because it doesn't have that life force. And kind of really go for that food with lots of life force. And I also believe a lot in eating foods, you know, when you do vegetables, to do a, 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 the rainbow diet. You know, and uh, I did that interview with um, the gal. Uh, she wrote a book about the rainbow diet, you know, Dr. Minnick. And uh, it's where you try to pick a little bit, you know, do the green, you do the orange, you do the yellow, you do the red, you do the white, you do the purple, and make sure you kind of get a little bit of all of those because they all have different nutrients in them you know they have all different phytochemicals that supports our immune system controls inflammation and gives intelligence to our body you know so that we can function in the best possible way so um i know that was a long answer on, no, on yeah the it was but the yeah. rainbow the, you know they taught me that in grade school yeah I, I still remember that so we need to go back to back in those days yeah they really did teach us something knowledgeable right isn't that isn't that amazing it's kind of like when we get older and we say huh our parents actually knew what they're talking about <laughs> who knew no that was a long answer but i it's it it's covered about everything because yeah. there there is no simple answer for everybody because just as with um you know like you said with diet it one thing doesn't work for everyone just like um, treatment doesn't work for everyone, a different, a certain kind of treatment. Um, just a quick little thing I'll tell you. Um, I've been out of town for the most part for the last three weeks. And I always travel with my snacks, my good healthy snacks. But you can't travel with your meals. And I didn't feel good when I was gone. 
my body was swollen and I just figured because I was in 107 degree temperature the whole entire time. Well, that would do it. Right. That, that was miserable in itself. And so I just blamed it on that. Um, got home and the next day I was back on my normal eating routine and the following morning, so I was home for 24 hours on my normal eating pattern. Following morning, I woke up and I absolutely looked nine months pregnant. It was the craziest thing in the world, and it, it, it kind of it kind of blew my mind, but it kind of didn't. And so, you know, when you talk about Lyme, sometimes we talk a little TMI, but you know, let's just say I was in the restroom for a few days. I released so many toxins from my body, and it was toxins from the last three weeks of just eating junk food. And I think that's what inflamed my gut the way that it did. And I mean, within just a couple of days of being home, and I'm not on any specific diet. I just know what I buy at the stores, and I know what I keep in my house, and that's what I eat. Because I don't like that word diet. Never have. Even when I try to lose weight, I'm not on a diet. This is just not the kind of food I eat right now is what I call it. (laughs) So (laughs) I just don't do the word diet. Um, And it just makes me feel better. You know, I try to stick with snacks that don't have more than four grams of sugar. Um, I got to treat myself sometimes, but I just have certain guidelines. Um, But it just goes to show that no matter where you go, unless you're eating at home, you're just not going to get what you truly need. You, you just don't, and, it, and it's sad. But, um, yeah, I just had to share that with you that I, I'm just glad to be home, and I'm not sure I need to travel anymore. <laughs> Can everybody just come visit me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so talk about um, being different. So, yes, we had a lot of guests on here that started with antibiotic treatment, you know, because a lot of doctors – if you can, first of all, get them to believe in Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease, um, that's their go-to is antibiotics. And um, a lot of people went down that journey for a while, and then they switched over to the herbal, the tinctures, and stuff like that. And, you know, to have several doctors kind of in your little arsenal is good. You know, I, I recall having multiple doctors for multiple different issues of mine and you know the more power we have with us is is more knowledge so not saying antibiotics is bad or good um it's just saying that's what worked for them or what didn't work for them so yeah it was interesting to see how many people antibiotics did work for um and they you know were doing pretty good but then they changed that diet and that was all it took yeah, and, and and yeah, and I was fascinated by that as well. And and it seems like um, a lot of our guests they they had a, a I mean they did the antibiotic, did the IV or, or oral, and uh, they didn't feel so hot, you know, while they were going through that. And obviously, we're we all know about the the herxing, you know, when you. And you kill things off, you know, too fast, and the body has to deal with all these toxins that are being released as you're killing things off. Uh, but it, it seemed like a lot of the people that went through that, that they, and then they found more of the natural, uh, natural solutions and or natural programs. I, 
I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it, it seemed like the majority almost felt like they would have been happier if they went the natural route first and feel like they maybe would have found resolution if they went there first. I mean, I, am, am I correct? Yeah, or? yeah. There was, um, there was a, just a handful of people that um, felt a lot of um, reprieve from the antibiotics, but then couldn't get, like they, like they hit a wall with them, and so they moved on to a different type of treatment. Um, but there was a huge majority of those that did choose antibiotic route first that now, looking back, they said that they would absolutely would have gone natural from the start had they know what they know now. So, and and so I agree with you that I mean I it's not like exactly it's not like antibiotics are are good or bad. Uh, it is um, I, I think recognizing the power of some of the natural uh, natural programs uh, that are available while you're dealing with Lyme uh, is is good to do and understanding that. Uh, working then to kind of find that balance and, and empower the body to fight off Lyme on its own is powerful in itself. But yes, yeah, sometimes you're just at a place, you just got to wipe, almost wipe the slate clean and then try to rebuild it again yeah, if it's just gone way too far. And uh, recognizing then that, yes, your you know, gut's going to be destroyed, probably your immune system is going to be uh, quite shot and you you have to rebuild all these things and and that may take some time and you may have to just uh, you just have to go through that process but um, yeah it, 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 it is interesting it is interesting to kind of see how, how people are, are experiencing that My, myself I'm not a big fan of antibiotics but I'm not I've so I, I try to do the majority of things without yeah um, Doing, you know, we but we have a lot of the different nutritional IVEs. We laser, you know, intravenous laser therapies and photosensitizers and you know, the hyperbaric and hocket and uh, and you know, curcumin, you know, artisanate IV, ozone IV. I mean, all these different tools that are are quite heavy hitting, um, but you know. Maybe even with that, you know, some people wouldn't need an antibiotic, and, and that's it's, it's just interesting to see each story so different. Right, right, and you know, I think too that there's um, not so much. You know, when we were all growing up, we were taught to go to the doctor and get antibiotics, and um, it's interesting because <clears throat> I personally had never had any experience with any type of holistic treatment or herbal protocols or anything um, because when I first went to one of the Lyme doctors um, you know back six seven years ago and he was showing me all this kind of stuff it was just like when I met you I'm like this is called like kind of voodoo stuff you know and you want me to pay how much for this <laughs> um, you know it was completely outside of my box I, I didn't know what it was you know, nor did my parents. Like, it's not something that we experienced. We trusted our doctors, and we didn't have any reason not to, um, except that I had just discovered, after seven years of trusting my doctors, that they failed me because they missed my Lyme disease for that long. 
So I did end up going the holistic route from the get-go. But I think I did that mostly because I was so, so sick that I didn't think my body could handle antibiotics. I really thought it was going to shut it down and, and honestly kill me. Um, but I think that, you know, there's, there's almost a part of me that wants to advocate for the other side of antibiotics, you know, not so much Western medicine, because there's so much not known about it, you know, and even when I talk to some of my friends about different things, I'm like, oh, you should do this. They're like, no, Tanya, I'll be okay with, you know, with this from the store. And there's just, it's like a, there's a stigma about it. You know, they, they don't think it's, it's normal or natural. And, and, well, it is definitely natural, and it does definitely work. I mean, I, I see it, and I remind them all the time. I'm like, look at me now, you know, all these years later. Remember what? I was bedridden. I didn't know my name. And look at me now. And I didn't take a single antibiotic. So obviously they work. So it's just sad that so many people um, just aren't open-minded enough to it. But again, when you're really sick with Lyme disease, the last thing you want to do is have to learn something new. You know, so you go what you know. You go with what you know, which is the antibiotic route. But that's just another reason why we have you doing this show, Dr. Carl Felt, well, so uh, we can learn about that. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and that's uh, that's what I love, you know, is that um, this way people can then find that there's there's so many different ways to do it, and they can then listen and see, ah, oh, yeah, this story really really resonates with me, and how she or he went about uh, resolving their Lyme. I, I, that really rings true to me, and I, I would like to try that. And and uh, doesn't mean, you know, as as we were saying, there are so many different ways to go about. But you know, each individual, you know, and we've heard that many many times through our guests, that to listen to your own intuition, you know, listen to your body, listen to what feels right, and and you know what these podcasts do is is an offer potential solutions and opportunities and. And, uh, you know, the viewers and have the opportunity to, to listen and see, ah, I, I think this feels right for me. And I, I want to try that and, and see you know, what, what kind of impact that will have on me. Absolutely. Because as I'm sure you know, we all end up having to become our own advocate when we're treating Lyme disease because we just don't feel there are that many doctors out there that are treating us fairly and getting us well the way we need to be getting well. So we're kind of doing our research on our own and doing our homework. And so our podcast, we're just laying out the, the game plan for you. And you can find a story that really resonates with you, with one of our guests, and follow along with what they did, you know, and go with your gut instinct. And, you know, if, if it, you're with a doctor that you're treating with and you're just not resonating with them, you're not clicking, what you've been doing hasn't been working, then chances are it's not going to work. Find another doctor that will work for you. And, and it's, it's important also to, because there are many doctors you, you, you go to, uh, whether it's chiropractor, you know, naturopath, uh, acupuncture, or medical doctor, whoever it is, 
that you go to and, and you present, you know, this is what I'm dealing with. You know, can you, and you ask them, can you help me? Yeah, the likelihood that they're going to say yes is, is probably about 99.9% of the time, but it doesn't mean that they always fully understand the, the whole picture of what you're going through. So it is important that you not only just listen to their answer, but that you also kind of feel through that answer and kind of listen to yourself and listen also to whether they seem to have the, the broad understanding of what's truly taking place rather than that they're just offering their tool and and they think that their tool is going to fix everything. It's kind of like you know, different network marketing companies, you know, when they sell a product <laughs> and that product you know, cures everything, you know. And, uh, and yes, it may be helpful for everybody, but it doesn't mean that it has, it, it, it's a right fit for you. So even though the doctor says, yes, I can help you, uh, you know, still listen to your intuition and, and kind of feel what, what feels right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad uh, that you listeners are, are tuning in because we feel that this is such valuable information, uh, both for yourself and then also for your, your family members and friends to really understand your journey and, and what you're dealing with and, and how, how hard it is. And also, like you mentioned earlier in this episode, you know, that there is hope, you know, we, uh, whether, you know, and a good example is a patient of mine, uh, she was dealing with Lyme and, and she really appreciated listening to these, this show because she understood that you know, it's not going to be a one-week, two-month fix. You know, she, she needs to understand that this may take a little bit, and, and now she's doing great. You know, it's been less than a year, and she's doing great. But she, Fantastic. Yeah, but she, uh, you have that mentality, uh, give me some few things, and I want to feel good in a week. That doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, no, exactly. So, yes, right. I'm, I'm really excited that we're doing this show. So am I. It's, it's been great, and I just look forward to our other guests because I'm telling you, they just, like I said early when we first started, it's everybody has their own very unique journey, which I love hearing, but they're all so different, but yet also same. So yeah. it's been great. And been I, a great ride so far. It's been really cool, and I get to learn every time. Yeah, it's it's you know yes, I've been uh, in clinical practice since '87, so a few years. <laughs> but every time I listen to somebody, you know, I still learn, and and it's always fascinating to me. It absolutely is, and I think with Lyme, I think we're always going to learn. <laughs> Forever evolving, that's for sure. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for taking the time to listen to our show. Thank you so much. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. I hope this podcast impacted you as it did me. Please subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. There are some excellent shows coming up that you do not want to miss. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please take a moment to write a review and please don't keep this information to yourself. Share them with your family and friends. You never know what piece of information that will transform their lives. For past episodes and powerful information on how to conquer Lyme, go to IntegrativeLymeSolutions.com 
and an additional powerful resource, limestream.com. For Lime support and group discussions, join Tanya on Facebook at Lime Conquerors Mentoring Lime Warriors. If you'd like to know more about the cutting-edge integrative Lime therapies my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Thank you for spending this time with us, and I hope to see you at our next episode of Integrative Lyme Solutions with Dr. Carl Feldt.